What's going on, everybody? The Hockey Dudes back with another epi. Little Kanye West coming, too, I thought. Been watching his doc a little bit. It just dropped third episode, I think, last night. Didn't get a chance to watch it, but I'm definitely going to. Huge Kanye fan. Huge Kanye fan. What can I say? Get, say what you want about him. He is a little controversial at times, certainly, but he drops heat. He drops heat. He's done it for 20 years now, so I'll leave that be. Here to talk about the Jackets. We just beat the Devils two nights ago. Good bounce back win after losing to the Pens. Couldn't couldn't get myself up to to come back and and talk about that game. It was a tough night for me. I got kicked out of my beer league game, and then you know I got kicked out of my beer league game early. Had three penalties. Well, it's it's easier to get penalties in D league than you think. So before anybody sits there and like judges me for having three penalties in D league. It's a little bit easier to get penalties in D league than you may think it is. So believe that or not, that's just the facts. <laughs> At least that's just Hayden facts might not be totally true across everyone. I'm of course people play D league games all the time without game penalties for me. It's easier for me to get penalties in D league for whatever reason. Anyway, I got kicked out of my game. Got on the phone, saw the Jackets were up 2-1 to one against the Pens, and I was like, okay, perfect. I can watch the rest of this and, you know, be settled, be squared. This is good. And then what happened happened. Jackets gave up two goals. Then there was controversy with Elvis, you know, was he in his crease or not? Whatever. Let that go. That was frustrating for sure. You knew you weren't going to get the call, but Jackets come back the next game out against the Devils, and they they – they take care of business, man. I mean, the Devils got one early and a, a, a similar situation where people were saying that Elvis, of course, stopped the puck. The puck was underneath him, but I I'm, I stand with the ref in that situation. Not a lot of times you're going to hear me say that where I stand with the ref, but it's true. Elvis didn't have it. Elvis didn't have it. I mean, if you can jar the puck loose easily, from underneath a goalie, that means he doesn't. That means he doesn't have it, you know. And I don't think it was like a situation where the ref waited forever to blow the whistle. It just was kind of underneath him really quickly, and then what's his face tapped it in. But you start down one nothing first minute of the game. That's always tough. But hey, listen, this is different. This isn't the Torts era where one nothing basically kills you, and you have the toughest mountain to climb. But that ain't this Jackets team. That ain't this Jackets team. This Jackets team is just meant to be in games where goals are going to be scored. And it's fun. It's fun. We said at the beginning of the year, Jackets overs. And I didn't even bet the over the other night, too. That was the saddest thing about that game for me personally was I didn't bet the over when it was an obvious over. You just think in your head, like, eventually at some point there's going to be a low-scoring game. Both goalies... I'm sure going to get high and it's just not the case. These games are just so much fun to watch. You know, I don't think the jackets have ever had a player score 14 goals in 12 games. The run that that Patrick line is on. It's been, it's been awesome. It's been amazing. And I just wanted to keep going. Speaking of that, Jay Christensen got his first goal. Nice pass from Cole Sillinger from across the ice. 
that was a guy that I was starting to get, not get on a little bit necessarily, but just like, I think a little bit, where's the, where's the hype going with him? You know, he, he, he came in here, he impressed everybody certainly in the first 10 games, but then he's just kind of died off like on the score sheet really. But that doesn't wait. That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's been playing bad. He also hasn't stuck out to me in bad ways either. And he gets that first goal going. That pass was mostly done by him. That play was mostly done by him. He feeds Jay Christensen. Christensen does his duty and buries it. And he gets his first NHL goal. That's that's really cool. That's a really cool moment. Anytime you can get that going, that obviously got the boys fired up because Bjorky got it going again with the tap in. Not a tap in, a loose puck out in front of the net. He just sniped. That's good. That's two games in a row, or, or what is it, two of three games or something where Bjorky's had a goal. He needs to get going again. He needs to get hot. So to get him confidence is always good. Boone Jenner later gets a tap in off of a line A post. I mean, that's the other thing with Line A. Line could have he could have easily had two goals in that game. Like <laughs> it's just un, it's just unbelievable watching him play and watching him do what he does. Uh Boone Jenner does what he does best and he loves just slamming and tappings. So he gets one off the post and just crushes it into the net. Uh, and then I think what happened after that, I think was it three to two after that. And then, uh, did Elvis have his miraculous glove save? No, Patrick line early in the third period danced on the devils. Wow. I mean, this is what this man does. And it's crazy because he's so big. He's like six foot five and he's just has the silkiest hands and can deke through the tightest, smallest areas on the ice. And then he is able to settle the puck down real quick and just laser a shot. This guy, like, and people talk about on Twitter that they don't want to sign this guy for long term. I think there's a little bit of worry there because he certainly can have moments in a season, throughout a season, where he just kind of disappears. And he's had that with the Jackets. He's had it with the Jets. But... This guy's playing at a different clip right now, and he's still he's still so young. I think he's just finding his way in this league still. And to to have him just dancing all over guys is just that's exactly what you want. I mean, the twenty three year old, he's got his whole career ahead of him still. You'd like for a huge chunk of his career to be played in Columbus if you can get it, whatever the number needs to be. Honestly, whatever the number needs to be, it needs to be ten million. I'm okay with that. I, I'm I'm personally am okay with that because he's so electric to watch. Every time the puck is on his stick, he can make his own time and space to get a solid shot off, and you know he's going to get a solid shot off when he does create time and space for himself. That's exactly what you want to see. That's exactly what gets fans going to the building every night. And I think I, I said it earlier, but T-Bone put it perfectly too. He's He is the kind of guy that's like a Rick Nash because – He's going to pull people in to your team that you wouldn't normally pull into your team. They're going to watch the Blue Jackets because of him. And I think it is a little bit of a, it is a nice, I guess, like full circle moment. Us retiring Rick Nash's number on Saturday night against the Bruins is because the next Rick Nash might be on this team right now, and he might be wearing number 29. You know, he might be the next guy to carry that legacy of, I'm going to be 
the star, not from this country. I'm going to be the star that comes to Ohio, and I'm, I'm going to take over the city. And I, and I want it to be him. I want it to be him. I, he's, he's an easy guy to root for. His, he's, you know, he's, he pulls in the youths, if you will, with, with, you know, his flashy outfits, and the ladies love him. And listen, the guy's just a beaut. He's just a view all around, and I want, I want him full-time here. So whatever you got to do, pay Patty. Let's make that happen. I don't know. I don't see why that wouldn't be a great thing for this team. I mean, this team could literally suck. I don't know. I don't care. I don't care if this team's garbage. I love, I love, like, I am fully under the realization that this team might go my whole lifetime without winning the Stanley Cup. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to accept that. So anything that happens above that line of never winning a Stanley Cup is house money. You know, like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm, I'm putting that in the, in a good way. But for me personally, as a fan of this team who has never seen them achieve much success, it just would be really cool to have a guy here long-term that you can build around, maybe learn the lessons that Rick Nash said when he came back here and said, listen, I was a little misunderstood. The reason I wanted to leave is because we were going to go through another rebuild again. I was at a point in my career where I did not want to go through another rebuild. I wanted to be built around. Let's take our lesson from that. Let's sign Line A and let's build around him. I mean, look at the guys that we got coming up. We have like this is the time and the place, <laughs> frankly, to give a guy a ton of money. I just believe that. And if you don't, then I, I don't I don't care. I don't care. I mean, you 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 have the only person's opinion that matters is Yarmo's. And I think I got a good feeling Yarmo likes Patrick Line. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that uh, Yarmo pulled off one of the most genius trades of all time, a disgruntled center that didn't want to play for you, that was lazy. You trade him and you get two guys back for him. Take that every day. Jack Rossovic, by the way, had a great game against the Pens. That, that's what I like to see. I like to see, you know, I joke about it, but I do love to see. I do love to see kids that grew up in Columbus showing up against rivals. Uh, granted, he let Sidney Crosby dummy Elvis in front of the net and then tap one in, but let bygones be got let bygones be bygones. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean with that one? Um but yeah, no, the Jackets are right. They they beat a team that they were supposed to beat. And the Devils can be pesky. They're not the best team in the NHL. I'm not saying like this is like a humongous win, but it, but it's a it's a win that keeps you in the playoff hunt. And now here they are trailing the caps by what, eight points and you got a game in hand on the Caps. The Caps are certainly a team that their best player is going through a world full of emotions right now, considering the fact that CCM is dropping him. And I'm talking about Alex Ovechkin, of course. So this is a perfect time to start talking about the war. <laughs> this is a perfect time to start talking about what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. Not that, any, not that you know, I'm going to break any news here or anything. But I do want to give my two cents. CCM dropped Ovechkin as a sponsor for him. And listen, man, I I understand it because Ovechkin is still still has a picture in his profile on Instagram with Vladimir Putin, who obviously not a guy right now that you want to be associated with. But let me tell you something. Before you judge Ovechkin, 
Try to put yourself in his shoes, okay? That's that's like you getting to meet the president of the United States. You being proud of the fact that you met the president of the United States, whoever the president is. You you had a nice conversation with them. You turn it turns out he really likes you. Just good good vibes, you know? You there's no reason for Ovechkin not to be proud of the country that he's from. He does not need to be proud of what his country and what his country's leader is deciding to do right now. I mean, we're talking about war crimes. We're talking about for greed reasons, for greedy reasons, wanting to, you know, sacrifice civilians' lives. That's sad in itself and wrong. And I don't think Ovechkin continuously supporting his country's president is necessarily a resounding um what's the word i don't know like they don't he's not like he's condoning war you know what i mean it's not like i don't think ovechkin's the type of guy that looks at what's going on in ukraine and says yes this is a good thing and maybe media members have been too shriveled did too shrivel dick to ask him to be frank but i don't know i i I just i don't think listen ovechkin still has family that lives in russia we know that actively coming out against the russian government puts you in a different situation than it would if you actively came out against the government here in the united states is my point the guy's got a lot on the line this is not something i'm sure he wants to see and i think you're absolutely insane if you think that Ovechkin and other Russian players need to be suspended from hockey right now. That goes to my next point, is EA Sports removed national teams from the game. They removed Belarus and Russia. First of all, I didn't even know Belarus had had a national team in NHL 22. That's just silly. Like, that, this stuff's just... Some of this stuff is just silly. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to... I don't think we should punish... People. I don't think we should punish humans who have nothing to do with what's going on. And I think Ovechkin falls in that category. Ovechkin has nothing to do with what's going on in the Ukraine in the Ukraine right now. That's that's not his call. That's not his stance. It's not what he he believes. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just think we need to do a better job picking and choosing when we are going to actively start to, I guess, inflict punishment on Russians. You know, I think, I think like, things like suspending the Russian soccer team from playing in their UEFA and FIFA championship games, like, that's okay. That's okay to me because that's a sign to Vladimir, who, of course, is, is very proud of where he comes from, very proud of his country. That hey, you are what you're doing is not is not accepted worldwide. I don't think I don't think Vladimir necessarily cares that the national team, the national, the Russian national team has been taken out of a EA Sports NHL 22. Maybe he does. Hey, maybe I don't know. Maybe he does. I guess. Maybe Vladimir just sits in his one billion dollar mansion, which I saw a picture of his mansion. By the way, the dude. The dude has enough. What what more does that man need in life? I I don't I don't know. I mean, if you look up Vladimir Putin's mansion, it's it's stupid. I'm, it's crazy to think that 
a world leader lives like that while there's other parts of his country that still live in boxes, to say the least. Maybe maybe this does, you know, pain Vladimir that Ovechkin's CCM sponsor got dropped. I think that's more about Ovechkin, though. I think that's more like, hey, we don't we don't like and appreciate the fact that you still are supporting a guy who is committing war crimes. He's actively risking civilians' lives. I think I understand that, but I just I want to be careful too. I want to be careful in what I say, and I don't want to compare the Russian national team getting banned from EA Sports to what I'm about to say. But back in the 1940s during World War II, the American government started treating Japanese uh Japanese Japanese Americans, people that lived in America that were Japanese differently. And I'll let you do the research on all that went down. There's certain things I don't want to say necessarily, but we got to be we have to be careful not letting our anger turn into complete hatred towards a certain group of people that don't necessarily have anything to do with what's going on. Does that make sense? Like, I don't think we should, I don't think any Russian American should be treated differently just because the country that they came from is doing certain things that we don't agree with. I'm all for people who are in full support of the, of Ukraine and, and are praying for Ukraine and are donating money. I, I love that, but I think that's a good thing. And I definitely stand by anybody that decides to do that. But let's not let's not just do let's not punish every aspect of Russia. Let's not punish every person. Especially if they don't live in Russia. You know what I mean? I don't know. I digress from that. Uh the Bruins. <laughs> the Bruins lost to uh the Ducks two nights ago. That was pretty good. Uh, Zegras hit that game winner in regulation last 30 seconds of the game. That dude is so sick. Uh, and the Ducks are still looking to potentially make a pl- make playoffs this year. And what a difference one young player can make for their team. Zegras has certainly been that. I mean, the Ducks were the garbage cans of the league. Now they sit two points out of playoff spot. And Dallas has three games in hand on them, but... The Predators lost last night to the Kraken. They hold the one wild card spot in the West. They're trending downwards. They haven't looked good. They're 3-6-1 in their last 10 games. They didn't look that good in the stadium series game, which I did like, by the way. I, you know, I Yes, obviously I get a little jealous when other teams get to host their first outdoor game over the Blue Jackets, but let's be completely frank. The Blue Jackets have always been in the bottom 10 of attendance in the league. And it just turns out that the stadium, the outdoor stadium that would be so perfectly fit for the Jackets is one of the biggest stadiums in the country. Like, it's it's a tough, it's a tall task. And certainly the NHL will get out to the horseshoe one day. We will make that happen. We need to just continue to bring in new fans. And I saw somebody else on Twitter. Let's not alienate new fans just because they don't know a lot about hockey. I'm working on that myself, okay? I'm working on that myself. I see a lot of fans out there where I'm just like, your takes are just so 
stupid. What what did you just start rooting for this team yesterday? Let's not do that, okay? Let's embrace those people. We love those people because we need them to continue to support the Blue Jackets and continue to go to games. That way we can get the attendance numbers up. That way we can get an outdoor game, all right? But I watched, was watching the Stadium Series game. I, I, I actually liked Nashville's jerseys on the ice. This is why I'm a huge, let's wait to see what they look like when the team is wearing them flying around on the ice. Because when Nashville first released their jerseys, I was like, those are the worst jerseys of all time. That lettering looks so stupid. And they ended up wearing them on the ice, and I thought they looked pretty good. Now, the team played bad. I, I don't. The game was 3-2, to two, but, I mean, after Nashville got that first goal, the ice completely tilted, and it was all Tampa Bay like the rest of the game, it felt like. so. But a good game, nonetheless. I like the whole country music thing. Obviously, they were going to do that when you play in Nashville. They were going to have country music singers and whatnot, and... I did think it was a little bit weird watching like the players like try to get hyped up to country music. I, I'm a huge country music fan. I don't know if country music and hockey necessarily belong together before the game. I'll, I, you know, but whatever. I mean, it was Nashville, so obviously they were gonna do that. It did get a fun conversation going on Twitter. The guys, the artillery, which by the way, I had that raging boomer beer out at uh, what was it called? Crooked Can out in Hilliard. This past weekend, delicious, delicious beer. Uh, I'm craving it right now. I wish I could drink it. It's 1130 in the morning on Thursday. A little too early for that, but one of these weekends, I'm going to make it back out there and and have a lot more of that beer. But anyway, uh, I saw them ask on Twitter, like, what would be the band that would play in Columbus? I mean, it ha- it'd have to be the Pilots, right? I mean, the Pilots, like, they... They're international superstars, and they're from Columbus. They love Columbus. They're charismatic, and their music's good. So, and I think it would fit kind of with with hockey a little bit. I think I think the blue I think the Twenty One Pilots has been in. I think they've been in an NHL game before. I know they've been in Madden. They've been in Madden, but uh, anyway. Nevertheless, let's get that. Let's get that happening. I mean, one day it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen one day. Let's just be patient. And the more that we have to wait for it, all the more special it's going to be when that day comes and we do get an outdoor game at the horseshoe. I'd bet my money that it would happen. So let's get that going. Oh, uh, and then finally, let me just wrap up the, the podcast here with this little nugget. The Leafs played in their first full attendance game in months last night, booed off the ice. <laughs> the Leafs got booed off the ice at the Air Canada Center. And and guess who they lost to? They lost five to one to the to the Sabers, the freaking Sabers, from across the lake. Unreal. Taze Thompson, absolute threat to the game. The dude's six foot seven, twenty four years old. He's got forty one points in fifty games this year. He leads the team. I do. I have to say what I. He's six foot seven, forward. This guy is unbelievable. I, I, I. I feel bad that Buffalo just can't put one solid team together just once and that they're just constantly in this eternal rebuild. I I feel so bad for him, honestly. But to get to watch a guy like Tage Thompson, that's got to be pretty special. He's on my fantasy hockey team. He's, of course, kicking ass. But, yeah, nevertheless. All right, Jackets, Kings. Let me preview that one a little bit. Kings are coming in. They're always a tough team to beat. They're always a tough out. They've played well when they've gone on the Eastern Coast trips. Um, they still got Kopitar. They still got Dowdy. 
they're monsters. They're, they are monsters. They're going to be tough to beat. But with the Blue Jackets playing as well as they are when they are at home, I like the Blue Jackets. I like the Blue Jackets Saturday night because it's going to be Rick Nash jersey night. I'm going to be in the house for that one. Let's go. Let's just let's all have a good weekend and let's just enjoy, sit back, maybe watch a little bit of the Arnold Palmer Invitational. You know what I mean? This is kind of like right when golf starts to get going a little bit. I mean, if we're not going to have freaking baseball this summer, might as well get hyped up and watch golf. I know some people aren't like that. I personally am. Uh, and then we got March Madness coming up too. That's always fun. It's always a great time of the year. People taking off work during the day, just sitting back watching sports. Can't really beat that. Hopefully my bracket's going to be decent this year. I'll tell you what, I'm not going to have Ohio State going very freaking far. Jeez, man, their last two games have been tough. And it's crazy how fast the Ohio State fan base turns on Chris Holtman. I mean, damn, man, they turn quick on that guy. Even their most loyal, devoted followers. It just gets me thinking. I don't even think Jackets fans who are very emotional. Jackets fans are highly emotional. They don't even turn on their head coaches that fast. Uh, shout out to Leah Hextall, by the way. I think she called Brad Larson Doug Larson. So that was a classic Leah, Leah Hextall moment. Um, I, re- I appreciated the crew. I appreciated the crew. I think, and let me just say this about the crew the other night. I liked AJ Malexico. I thought she did a great job. I thought AJ Malexico did a great job. Former Olympian, former gold medalist. She knows what she's talking about. Not that that goes obviously without saying, but she didn't annoy me. Some other people on the broadcast somewhat annoy me. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Hands up. Shoot me. Shoot me in the streets if you want. Uh, those are just my opinions. Shout out Leah Hextall for calling Brad Larson Doug Larson. All right. Tell your dog. <laughs> 